0: (laughs) I wear pink shorts and love basketball. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Pwn podcast, your premier source for everything to do with the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, the voice that doesn't always put you to sleep. Joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife, and Sam has made his triumphant return at another Sam Chan. Welcome back, Sam! Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Wait, that's the wrong game. <laughs> My bad. I'll show myself out. Oh, gentlemen. So how have you been? There's nothing really has happened since the last episode. It's dead silent. Yep. Yep. No news. Nothing to talk about here. No, this will be a quick episode as a result. Um, Obviously there was no opening week in the Overwatch League. Obviously there wasn't a win from your Vancouver Titans. Obviously nothing else has happened. Very, very quiet weekend, but in all seriousness, uh, I am pretty stoked. Finally, finally talk about the Vancouver Titans playing a real overwatch league match. Like I I was actually mostly stoked when I was watching that. I'm like, Oh man, I'm going to get to talk about this on the podcast by your silence. I'm assuming you guys must agree with me. (laughs) I don't know what to say.
1: It's not good for a podcast.
0: (laughs) You've left Uh, me speechless. I have that effect on people. I do. But uh, just to give you an insight as to what we're going to chat about, we're going to talk about the fact that the Vancouver Titans did beat the Shanghai Dragons, the four buzz. We're going to dive in a little bit about the viewing parties that were uh, around uh, for the course of the weekend. Uh, We've got uh, some preview as to what the Titans are going to face this coming weekend against the Guangzhou Shark, uh, Charge, sorry, and the San Francisco Shock. I tried to combine the two teams there into one. Uh, and then in the fray, we'll bounce around what we saw over the course of the weekend. Guys, I saw Torb play and it was legit Torb play. So we're going to talk a little bit about that before we dive into the payload. However, since the weekend hype has happened, a lot of you have been reaching out to us saying, Hey man, I want to get involved with Ready, Set, Pwn. I want to be on the podcast. The easiest way to go about that is to actually reach out to us either by email, send us an email, feedback at ready, tell us, you know, sort of what your thoughts are, uh, you know, simply saying, hey, I want to be on the podcast is cool and all, but tell us, you know, what you want to bring to the table, uh, what you want to talk about, and we can look to fit you into our busy schedule. Or alternatively, if you'd rather not send an email, because email's not your thing, you can actually use our contact form at readysetpwn.com slash contact dash us, mm-hmm. and uh, just fill in the blanks there. And again, let us know why you need to be on readysetpone.com. What's the fax number? I haven't set that up yet. Uh, I'm still (laughs) getting my pager sorted out. All right. It's really important. Moving to payload. Join me. So here we are in our first Vancouver Titans payload, where we get to talk about Titans gameplay. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, community countdown and a paintball, none of that. We're talking about true Titans gameplay so we already you know broke the news hashtag spoiler alert the Vancouver Titans beat the Shanghai Dragons for buzz now you two were at the official viewing party I was uh, up at my in-laws watching uh, virtually through twitch but we we're obviously watching the same feed. Um, did you expect that to be as dominant of a win as we saw?
2: Uh, I was expecting it. However, I was kind of nervous in a way because all of the pundits uh, kind of diminishing uh, how the expansion teams might be having the jitters or might be underperforming and all the, we saw a lot of the memes how r- Runaway or the Titans are not an OWL uh, level team. Obviously that all kind of flew out of the window with that dominant performance over the Dragons 4-0 uh it was uh it was it was kind of a realization that they are here and they are what we all expected or hoped them to be and it was great i was really thrilled there were a few jitters there like i said uh during that map in busan if we're going down uh to the nitty and gritty of the game where they uh lost i believe was a hundred and zero which was kind of scary but then again they kind of rolled that map and uh just dominantly won the game so the road to uh, a championship or a great uh, season always starts with the first victory, so I'm glad that's out of the way, and we're not on that uh, first victory for Shanghai, Shanghai at least. Thank obviously, God for at
1: that. <laughs> yeah, so it's a good uh, good start for sure. A lot of great things there. Yeah, I think when we when we went into not map well map one, but but really that second one we were 100 owed, and really we couldn't deal with the speed and the somber play of I think it was Ding. Um. Mm-hmm it felt very much like a, as a Vancouver sports fan, you're kind of like, <laughs> oh, here we, here we go again, like another sport, another team where we're still dealing with like speed problems, but like we got our stuff together. And I mean, like when we look at the four we're going to look back and think like, this is a massive stop. And in many ways it was, but I think there were moments that Shanghai frankly dropped the ball and, and Vancouver took advantage of it. And here we are. The
0: thing that, uh, I found quite interesting is in the first, uh, you know, round of map one, we saw the, essentially the two strategies meet and ultimately uh, the Titans were able to more successfully, uh, you know, recapture the point and, and pull out the win. And to the point that the two of you raised is that in the second map on sanctuary, when it went a hundred Oh, it's like, Oh my goodness. Uh, now they've, they've been broken. They've been figured out. The dragons have them. So, That third uh, map uh, is the one that, you know, in my mind, really, one, burst the bubble for the dragons, but then almost showed the Titans that they did have the capability to, one, play in the Overwatch League properly, but two, um, you know, hold their own if anything i'm kind of thinking that that 100 to 0 on sanctuary actually was an effective way to almost light the fire and light the spark cuz after that point and after busan in general it occurred to me that the titans just rolled i mean we, we go into uh, map 2 on on hollywood and and i'll be quite frank that was a shameless beat down like <laughs> <laughs> poor gaggery oh my god those staggers it, it was just you know the the Titans hold on on point A uh, was just nuts. Like it was just I, I don't know how to describe it. No, actually, to Gagarin when she came out, she got a huge cheer, and it's unfortunate that then she ran into uh, you know the Titans, <laughs> um, you know bumper charging and shattering. And we're going to talk a little bit about bumper a little bit uh, or in a little bit of time. Uh, you had the fact that uh, you know so and so was able to you know, deal out the pain. Like I I just, I, I, again, it was a clear and utter beat down on Hollywood. Yeah. And, and you mentioned Gagori, like that, that was the move
1: that really kind of screwed them over when the game was still tight because I'm, and I'm not like pulling these numbers out of my butt. I, I got the app right in front of me and it's really cool. Actually side note is you can get all the stats from the Overwatch app itself. And in the first map, ding had 16,000 in damage. The highest Vancouver Titan, which was soman Solmensu, had 9700, which is like less than half, all, oh, just a little over half. And so actually and it goes all across the board in terms of damage dealt. Um Luffy had 14k, uh DM had 12k. So so what they were doing was working, but obviously they didn't they didn't close out and they did that swap taking their biggest damage dealer and then putting a gory fan favorite in and then the rest is the rest is history
2: yeah the the titans really seized the opportunity there and it's like that presentation that you're really nervous to uh do and once you get those couple of sentences out and you feel like you're rolling and they were out there to set the tone they were out there to send the message to the league we'll talk a little bit more about their uh, post-match uh, antics and, and interviews and such but <laughs> yeah they were out there it, it was kind of like an evolution of that of all those hopes of runaway winning contenders uh, a year ago and it's they were out there and and bumper was up there and so and so it was like they were standing there and saying oh this is not even my final form yet you haven't seen nothing yet. It was a shame that uh, Shanghai was uh, the re- on the receiving end, but that's, that's what we have. We saw a bunch of great teams, and we'll talk about the rest of the games too, but from what I gathered from just week one, you will win the game if you either have great synergy or great, super great mechanics on your team or you're good at GOATs, and it was scary to see that Titans had all three checked.
0: Well... I think that's, that's key is that as a, a, goats team, you know, the Titans were top, top of the pack going in to, to stage one, uh, round one. No one doubted that we saw proof in the pudding. I think that change that we saw where Gregory was brought in was, uh, the Shanghai dragons trying to potentially deal with the Titans, effectiveness and goats. Unfortunately it, it backfired. I mean, as you had said, Sam, they, they had lost, a crap ton of damage. I didn't want to use that particular word, but again, G rated and all that jazz PG, but uh, we saw that then cascade further in map three, when they went into Anubis, Uh, the Titan, this one, this map seemed odd to me. And let me describe why the Titans in my mind controlled Anubis from start to finish, both on attack and on defend. Now that's not actually what came out of it, and the Titans ended up needing to to take it in uh, in OT. But they had time bank that they had was unbelievable. Thing is, they had uh, a they essentially just pushed through and capped a seven minute time bank, and and ultimately won. But uh, what we saw next on Dorado is to the point that you raised on We saw the total package when Stitch subbed in, and we started to see some DPS play. It, the titans showed that they're going to be able to go and you know hold their own in a mixed uh, meta format and i think that that bodes well when we start to see them get to some of the uh, you know teams from china who quite clearly showed that the goats meta wasn't the meta that they were always going to roll with i know something other than goats instant <laughs> pause it's confusing it is confusing, but I,
1: I gotta say, and this, this is going to sound Homer, but I mean, we watched, I know Omni watched a couple, quite a few matches. I watched quite a few. And I know, I know light did too. We were, we were pretty bored of goats, but, um, the Titans did breathe life into GOATs. They made it exciting with their aggressive play. And it was it, it brought a whole new light to me. I, I was already convinced. I'm like, man, we're gonna watch this whole stage and we're gonna I, I've literally fallen asleep watching two matches just because I know exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> I don't know who's gonna win, but I know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um and and the Titans just it was it was so refreshing seeing seeing that aggression. Like in the first game they got caught a little bit, and it's not always gonna work. Um, but it was fun. Right, like I, I, think, and you know, part of that had to do with us being at the watch party. Sorry, Light Force, um, but but it it was definitely fun, um, and and I think the uh, not Dorado Anubis map was strange. They pulled out the Torb, and that's not the Torb uh, win that we're going to talk about later, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a little bit weird and. And Dorado was definitely a victory lap for them. I think I think they'd already had the game in the bag, and they're saying like, "Screw it, let's uh, yeah. let's play around a bit." Like I think both Omni and I had that feeling where we're like, "Oh, they're just they're literally messing around." They got the Genji out. They got the they didn't have McCree at the beginning. It was Widow,
2: right? Yeah, so it was on Widow. He was had really, the Widow out. Yeah, it wasn't doing that great, and then the switch came.
1: Yeah, and then and then they're like, "Oh crap, we got a minute left. We should uh, try and win this thing." And then they they. They kind of did, and for the first time, we kind of expected it. It was weird.
2: Mm-hmm. They, they, it felt like, uh, yeah, they, they were already up 3-0 but then uh, they kind of realized, hey, we need the map differential. We were kind of flexing back there. We were uh, approaching this in a <laughs> loosey goosey sort of uh, fashion, but we gotta win this map. I think it came a bit too close uh, to comfort. They weren't <laughs> expecting it to go down. That much to do, down to the wire, but but at the end of the day, what matters is the final score, so yeah, they were out there re- literally sending a message to uh the rest of the league. We are here, and uh, yeah bumper was pretty pretty open about uh what their approach would be <laughs> in the next games too
0: I would be scared to be honest <laughs> well, using bumper as the segue confidence it's a heck of a drug, ain't it. <laughs> Like his post-game interview where, okay, and I maybe I'm old school. I am old. I mean, that's quite clear. But in the reference of the traditional sports meta, you don't need to go and give the other team billboard material where they go and take something you've said either in print or online, put that up for everyone else to see and look. They ain't showing us no respect. I drop a Rodney Dangerfield reference here, but I'm positive our uh, demographic that are tuning in have absolutely no idea who Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> happens to be. Got
1: to go dig in my encyclopedia.
0: <laughs> but, you know, Bumper, first and foremost, his gameplay is aggressive AF, let me tell you. he uh, That uh, Earth Shatter that he had on, on Anubis oh was akin to something I do when I play flank and tank on Ryan. <laughs> like I pull that off once every like 3000 attempts, but the fact that the Shanghai dragons walk directly into it uh, was unbelievable. And then, you know, he's charging completely out of support line and it boded well. Now, that's not going to be something he's going to be able to continue to do. You're going to see, you know, other coaches key into the fact that he's aggressive. And when he is out of support sightline, line, you know, take bumper down. And that ultimately, we'll will do the Titans in. But uh, with what he said post-match, post, post uh, match, where essentially uh, we're going to beat everyone, I'm paraphrasing here, do you like it? Do you wish he maybe tone it down a bit? Or do you think it's just sort of a shtick to go and, you know, pump up the fans? Oh man, I, I'm all in. I'm all for it. They have
2: the play to back it up as well because Bumper, the personification of, of him playing GOATS and that interview uh, after the game. Uh, GOATS, people say it's boring and it's very super defensive but we saw what kind of brand of GOATS uh, Titans put out there in the match and your GOATS will go as as hard or as aggro as your Rhine will or your uh, Winston if you're in, if that's your main tank. And the reason why he's so confident, both in his play and both in his uh, post, uh, his words were, I believe uh, we will 4-0 every team. That's the message we, <laughs> we are uh, pulling out there. Uh, is because they have this synergy. They know, uh, Bumper knows that when he's going to charge, he'll have the best healers behind him. He'll have Solmensu, who's playing out of his mind as well. He will bubble him. Everybody will follow up. Everybody knows where they should be if things go well. Everybody knows where they should be when things go wrong. So, he has that confidence. He has the play to back it up, and and yeah, they are confident, and I am happy they are like that. Uh, the jitters of uh, being a contenders team coming up to Overwatch League are gone. They have that chip on a shoulder. We talked about it in in the um, uh, power rankings episode, I believe, where they weren't weren't picked as a team like uh, uh, LW Blue were or or um, or London were picked picked up as a team, and they remember that, and and they will carry that chip on their shoulder for every game. And Stitch also, in his uh, uh, post-match Q&A, if you guys were able to see it on the all-axis, he was out there always replying to fans that their goal is just winning the championship. There's no maybes, there's no like coming to the playoffs or whatnot. It was just get the championship. That's what this team is about, and there's no maybes or or, uh, buts about it.
1: I half expected a bumper to come out. And when he was asked, I was like, Oh, are you the best main tank in the game? I expected him to say nobody. Uh, Shout (laughs) out to Fisher. But, but that's, that's the thing. And I think that's queuing, jumping a little bit ahead, but I love the confidence. It's one game. Got to bring it back. Sorry. That was my dog. (laughs) Ruined, ruined my punchline there, buddy. Um, But, but he, he has to bring it back, right? Like if, we saw we and and again i'm i'm hinting towards it but the best main tanks right now are what wins the games um and we saw that in all the different matches and and when fisher didn't play well in that soul game they lost and so when you say things like i'm the best main tank in the game i'm gonna o everybody we got to back it up every single game so love it keep it up
2: yeah he, he actually said i believe when you asked him if he feels he's the best tank in the league he said hey just watch the games. You saw it today. You're going to see it in the next games, and you'll decide. You'll see that, essentially implying that he is by far the best uh, tank in a game. And yeah, it,
1: and a lot of it is adrenaline, too. his i to cut you off. Like, like He's 19 years old. He just won in the best Overwatch League in the world. He just 4-0'd. Like, Got to gotta, gotta celebrate.
0: Yeah, to translate what he said to the traditional sports folk that might be tuning in, uh, Bumper essentially said, look at my play on the field then tell me I'm not the, the best tank in, in OWL. Check um, my stats. <laughs> yeah, essentially, yeah. check my stats. Now, before we talk a little bit about this upcoming weekend where the uh, Titans take on both the Charge and the Shock, uh, the two of you happen to go to the official viewing party at the sports bar. Uh, I, uh, myself, was not there. But uh, care to tell us uh, what the vibe was like, what the event was like, what went down? You want to take this one first, Omni?
2: Um yeah sure it was pretty awesome to be at the sports bar again it felt fairly similar to what we had with the reveal event everything was uh pretty well organized there were uh, enough spaces for everybody they actually opened a bunch of rooms there at the sports bar uh, I was uh, frankly surprised to see the attendance. It was pretty high. People were already coming up with uh, their gear on the, the stuff that they were able to purchase, maybe at Van Base or from the Fanatic Store. It was pretty sweet to see that there is actually a following for this team. Uh, lots of people for all different uh, age groups and, and whatnot. Uh, people super friendly. Got super loud during the games. Uh, lots of green and blue around us. Uh, there was some merch available for purchase as well. Uh, I got myself a sweet black hoodie that is not available on Fanatics. It is on Venbei. So I was happy to see that they're making their own stuff. Uh, Some management was there as well, which was uh, pleasing to see. Aquilini's were there. Uh, Also, uh, an employee from Overwatch League that I'm not going to name here, uh, but he was there as well uh, following the event. So it was pretty cool to see that everybody's on board and uh, following this team.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I think with the, the V.I.B. bag, which uh, Omni spoiled, his bag is the exact <laughs> same bag. Um, that, that was cool. And also, with I think the only added thing with the T-shirts, um, I think I got to pick up if, if you guys want to see it later, um, is they did add like the f- this this weird patch on the bottom of the T-shirts that says like, first game and it said the date. Uh, but what was also cool is they printed... Uh, they printed the jerseys on jerseys on the back. So, so depending on which grab bag you got, you got like it says Stitch and twenty two on the back, or or Twilight's. I saw a couple Twilight's out there, a couple bumpers. Mm. Um, that was that was a neat touch. And honestly, like fanatics, if you are listening, dude, just sell the jerseys, man. They're so easy to print. Everybody will buy them, sell them at thirty bucks a piece. You are gonna make twenty bucks a shirt. Like it's easy money. Like you don't need to deal with the design crap. Just buy them from American Apparel or or whatever the other brand is. I, I just lost it off the top of my head. Like it's it's easy money. The Canucks have been doing it for years. Everybody's been doing it for years in every you know major sport. Don't ruin something that that you know works. Um, and I'm I'm a little bummed out that I couldn't like actually get a t-shirt with with the jersey that's actually my size because they were just handing out larges for the VIP bags. Uh, but i'm i'm hoping that's gonna come uh speaking of the vibe it was it was really interesting because like i and i'm trying to paint a, a kind of visual picture for those that weren't there is 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 like a sports bar is set up a little strange and i think part of that has to do with it being connected to the arena so it's a little bit chunky um and in but and there's actually two different spots that people could go to so omni went to the spot that was you know the The where the party was at, like where the group tables were at. Maybe he brought the party. I'm not really sure. Um, That's where all the cameras were. That's where a lot of the groups were. And then I got sent with uh, my wife to to this part where we were sitting at tall boy tables. And it was it, it felt very much like a employer speed dating like we're going to spend 10 minutes talking about what we do and then see if we can strike up a partnership and then we're going to move along. So it was it was super strange. Like I called it the library. It wasn't like quiet, but the vibe was definitely different where where on the other side with Omni you have like strangers talking to each other. It's very much a community vibe and then on the other side you have people like talking about what they ate for lunch and and like what they do for work and it was it was it was kind of strange that part. But other than that I can't complain about the event.
0: I was also behind that part of sending you there to yeah for sure yeah (laughs) the uh Thing that I don't know is I wasn't there, so I can't tell you what the vibe was like. I just got to live vicariously through the two of you, look at pictures on Facebook. And for those who are curious, hey, what was the vibe like? Uh, You know, the podcast can only tell me the uh, auditory side of things. Uh, Just go to our Facebook page, slash ready setpone. And we've linked to the pictures uh, that uh, were officially taken. There was also a second viewing party happening at the same time. That's the one that will be happening each and every time there's a Vancouver Titans match on. That's at the Railway Club downtown. Now, that's a 19-plus event. And uh, there was a good crowd there. It's a little more intimate of a space, unlike the sports bar. But the cool thing is, again, it's about getting Titans fans together, really enjoying some uh, some wicked gameplay. And you'll see myself and Omni there uh, this weekend uh, when they play the, the Charge and the Shock. Unfortunately, uh, Sam uh, is uh, going to be busy drumming up support for the podcast uh, on the streets of Vancouver. I'm taking donations, boys. Yeah. Well, I gotta, we got to buy that jersey, man. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Make the uh, jersey. <laughs> uh, speaking of this weekend, though, uh, so the Titans will be facing the Guangzhou Charge on Saturday, the San Francisco Shock on Sunday. Now, I can't say I've seen much from the Charge in so much as uh, what they feel will be uh, the result of the game on Saturday, but uh, the shock have been uh, pretty forward by saying that they're going to go and dominate the Titans. Do you agree?
1: I don't think bumper agrees and I'll go with bumper. I, uh, I, they should still be upset over their loss to the gladiators. True. <laughs> true. Well, the,
2: to just to be a little bit more serious about that game against the shock. I was scared when I saw how, uh, hard. They beat Dallas. We'll talk a bit about it when we get to DeFray, but now I see that they bleed, and I can, uh, I can be more comfortable uh, going into that game.
0: Yeah. Well, the one thing that uh, will be interesting at The Charge is which team will be the first to force the meta on the other, because we saw The Charge have some desire to mix things up, uh, whereas the Titans obviously didn't mix things up until it was fun time. Uh, as far as the shock are concerned, I don't feel the shock should be as confident as they have been. I have no problem when you go out there to win and talk about we're gonna we're gonna put in a great effort, we're gonna take it to them. The word dominate, however, seems odd. Unless that's in response to uh, our good buddy Bumper, who, if you didn't see on uh, Ready Set Pwn Instagram, he was hunting for us. He wandered out, <laughs> and saw our logo, and it's like, oh man, I got to tune in. <laughs> gotta love him for that right hey bumper's our boy let me tell you he was like one of our first subscribers i'm positive but uh we will see what the titans are made of is it possible or let me rephrase that is it conceivable the titans are 3-0 by the end of the weekend definitely it's entirely conceivable yep. yeah i agree and that's and maybe we are Homers, when it comes to the fact that uh, we are a Vancouver Titans podcast, uh, but conceivably we could see the Vancouver Titans 3 0 coming out of st- uh, week two and positioning themselves very well as we go into the uh middle port of the hey, stage, we, yeah. We will, we were pretty conservative with our power rankings, but but now, now we'll go the
2: <laughs> all now the way to the other undefeated side. in Overwatch yeah. League
1: history, man. Like, how many teams are that? I, I think there's only like one other team, the Hanjo Spark, right? That's
2: it. Remember that game against uh, Team South Korea? Team South yeah. Korea took it seriously, man.
1: I'm sure of it, 100%. Yeah, and that counts too, right? That's like an honorary championship.
2: So we we, we also won the World Cup, really.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> one final thing I want to talk about before we take a, a quick break and uh, get into the fray. is has to do with the Vancouver Titan Social. Because what, what is a podcast... Without a little conversation about Vancouver Titan socials, so first of all, uh, I thought their social team kicked it up a notch uh, for game day. Uh, some of the the content that they were tweeting out, the videos, the graphics, what have you, uh, were next level. Uh, I even commented. At the Ready, Set, Pwn, about uh, it's fantastic that the account finally woke up. That got a response uh, from uh, uh, the organization, uh, at <laughs> least a, a member of the organization. So we had a, a conversation about it. But I, I just wanted to sort of, again, in that conversation, recognize that the content that was being created this weekend was phenomenal. It's just, unfortunate. it kind of looks like social went a little bit to back into hibernation, maybe to to get ready for the weekend. Who knows? The other thing however is the fact that I am surprised that we haven't seen you know the Vancouver Titans at least Twitter account or Facebook account um connect with a, a Korean audience that that we know exists. I mean case in point, you are Korean listeners had us up at number 16 in the Korean iTunes store which was phenomenal and we thank you for that. But do you think that this is a missed opportunity for the Titans to to really embrace that relationship with the, the Korean fan base that is following, you know, what we knew as runaway now into the Vancouver Titans. Or is it just a matter of the organization knows its markets, the Pacific Northwest, and that's truly where it's focusing its efforts. Uh, uh Omni, I'll, I'll pass to you first. Well, if there's potential there, of course there is. I mean, we saw
2: what type of uh, following I got in that reveal party event. Uh, We also have Michael on board. He he actually went over to the Aquilini management group and he showed him what types of numbers they got on the Korean channels and Twitch, which were, uh, I'm pretty sure they were the highest when the Titans played. So you have that. I guess uh, they're still not potentially looking at those channels because... Uh, the Korean social media kind of has their own channels as well. I know of uh, Invent forums that are really popular in in Korea. Um, maybe they need to push forward on that department as well. I guess they're still not pushing as hard as they should in uh, in the NA channels, right? So once that's kind of um, kicked into gear, hopefully they'll uh, push more towards the Korean focused uh, side as well.
1: I guess first and foremost to all our Korean listeners. I apologize sincerely for <laughs> driving you away, Salanghe. Um, please come back before I get kicked off the show, maybe. But, but uh, on in all seriousness, of, of I th- I think you got to cut the Titans some slack. They were the last team revealed um, for reasons we will we will speculate till the very end. But, but they were the last team revealed. Um, they I know for a fact, in talking to some of the team members, that that they're they're trying their hardest to get all these other channels all these videos all this other stuff up and running and and we saw that right and and so i just want to shout out to to the titans i guess social team thank you for giving us 10 episodes worth of of content for giving us the sign cat um all that stuff i mean like what what else would we have been talking about if they were just saying like oh hey here's a here's another hawk video every day right like (laughs) like we needed to we needed content when we were just twiddling fingers, and they gave it to us in their absence. So, so there's something to be said for that, I suppose. But I think, I think, give it some time, and and things will things will run into shape.
2: Yeah. So, uh, one more thing before we head on, like another thing that uh, that when we talked to the management, and when we talked to uh, some of the representation that was there from the Overwatch League. So again, we're your best resource for uh, Titans news. So I'll be like putting out some leaks now, but I'll be really careful of saying, but apparently there's a bunch of stuff that the Titans still have to do league-wise, and they have sort of like a backlog in the official uh, to-do list that is probably uh, uh, sent to every team from the Overwatch League itself or from Blizzard, however you want to look at it. So once that's out of the way, I'm sure they'll uh, expand a little bit further and and, and see what other potential channels they have to uh, push their brand out.
0: Yeah. So if I understood correctly, the Vancouver Titans have a honey do list and honey got to get busy doing <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And they um, can borrow the sign
1: cat if they want.
0: Well, actually sign cat, just to talk about how sign cat is embraced in the meta. Uh, when ready, set poem <laughs> broadcast that Sam and Omni would be there representing us at the official viewing party, action Esports replied with a sign cat that said, what about me? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, we're going to take a quick break, uh, listen to a little bit of music as we uh, jump into the fray. big surprise and i think we saw it day one match one but uh, Omni, can can you remind me uh what happens if you win overwatch league season one what that means
2: well if you win the championship then you're probably the best team
0: that's that, that was pretty good that's not a clip. That's, <laughs> to, that's live. That's not
1: a clip. To,
2: to quote a lot of uh, pundits, yeah, we saw that uh, your your uh, power rankings don't mean jack. So uh, first game uh, between Philadelphia and uh, London, the rematch of the finals, we saw that London can't or won't play GOATS as efficiently as some teams would. And yeah, and, and to, to spoil a little bit ahead... Uh, things weren't much better in their second game uh, as well.
0: I think when I saw you know London come out, Philadelphia you know essentially handled them effectively um my the biggest surprise to me was gritty leading out the philadelphia fusion and for those of you who don't know who gritty is he was the mascot introduced by the uh, nhl's philadelphia flyers this season and he is like a god like gritty for for uh, any also position looks like fraggy <laughs> that's well did you, you did you guys see that video they they produced yep. where fraggy opens the door and for, like, the first, like, 20 seconds, they're staring at each other. Um, <laughs> separated at birth. Yeah. I actually commented on Twitter about, like, hey, Canucks Finn, are we going to see you make an appearance? Because, hey, the, the hockey team was going through California on the road. It made sense that maybe Finn made the trip. Uh, I did not get a reply, and we did not see Finn. But – if there was another surprise was the fact that the Spitfire threw up quad DPS on Volskaya and, and then Omni, you had actually taken a screen cap of it. And then I went and edited it through it on Twitter. I'm like, what kind of voodoo was this? And you know, people are like, Oh my goodness, this is unreal. That was, that was actually the most excitement I can honestly say I had for uh, day one was when I saw that quad DPS rollout and it was effective only for a period of time And when it went back to goats, the fusion just rolled all over the spitfire. Uh, We also actually got someone responding to us saying, what kind of voodoo is this? Is that we didn't do our homework if we didn't think quad DPS was going to be a thing. Um, If you are a listener of our podcast, the person who replied, I apologize. Uh, Research takes time and I'm lazy. (laughs) (laughs) But just to sort of recap, uh, you know... For me, um, I I really enjoyed the t- Toronto Defiant doing the reverse sweep, coming back from a two zero deficit, winning three two. Oh, speaking of which, that re- uh, that uh, watch party they had in Toronto at Real Sports was like off the hook. I don't know if you've seen video of it or pictures, but cool. like like mm-hmm. we need something like that here in Vancouver. I mean, I, I don't know if maybe our our city can support a bar such as that, but like the, the essentially projection TV, whatever the screen is, is like the size of a small house here in, in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Um, We we will have to just wait
2: another year. Just one more leak that we, uh, that I was able to kind of confirm from the team. They're looking at some venues and uh, for, for the home games, I mean, for 2020 and probably they they're currently leaning towards uh, somewhere in the arena itself. I asked him about the gaming stadium. I asked him about other um, some more locations. He says that are, they're concerned with capacity; that some venues might be too small, so mm-hmm. they're 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 uh, expecting great things. Well, if that. you
0: he- you heard me on CK and W on the the morning of or Saturday morning, there was some thought that uh, the Railway Club was where the team was planned, and the place would be sold out. So definitely, mm-hmm. capacity will be an issue. Um, if anything, though, for the entire weekend, the largest surprise was that we got to see Torb and not only Torb come out and play, we saw Torb contribute. We had a Torb final kill. Like when DeFran went and switched to Torb, uh, the, uh, you know, Blizzard state just erupted. And you could see like the grin on DeFran's face. And I think people were like, oh man, he's just, you know, <laughs> goofing off DeFran being DeFran. But his Torb play was on point, And he even went back to it. Uh, in uh, the uh, second match that uh, the rain had over the course of the weekend. Again, it blows my mind that before the end of week one, every single Overwatch hero made an appearance. We had sim play and sim play that contributed to a capture. Like it's unbelievable. Sure.
1: Sure. Yeah. That
0: was actually pretty cool. But Mm -hmm. uh, what other surprises did, uh, did you guys uh, have to have in store felt that were, we're like, wow, I didn't expect this.
2: Oh, I'll go through to through my list a little bit quicker. Uh, like I said, uh, well, one surprise is that the expansions are actually good teams, and, and their record against non-expansion teams after week one is 6-2. Especially, I would like to note, uh, Spark... Planarain, Paris have all shown great uh, uh, great play. Uh, and some small team from the north. Vancouver was also pretty decent, I guess. Um, Defran again, is a great Torb. He also played really well in Zaria. Fusions, ser- serendipity personified for Boston. is probably the best pickup that they could have hoped for from uh, coming up from uh, their contenders team. AKM might be back, although we don't really know Dallas. Sometimes they're up, sometimes they're, they're down. Uh, Jonak is still Jonak I guess it's not a surprise Chengdu the team that people thought would be this year's uh, Shanghai got their first win and finally that weird Mobius strip of uh, of power rankings where uh, Dallas beats Seoul Seoul beat the Glads Gladiators beats San Francisco Shock and San Francisco uh, Shock beats Seoul so that's kind of a, <laughs> a cool thing uh, that was pretty surprising uh, but but yeah I'm glad the Overwatch League is back. It's really fun to see uh, a lot of goats, but there were a lot of, uh, like you said, weird metas, weird uh, compositions uh, out there. Uh, Sombra was pretty popular. All the euros got played. Symmetra, Torb. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. I was really happy that the League is back.
0: Actually... Sombra the- was definitely a Delta, right? Right. Yeah. Well, and before we, we talk about the Sombra point, Eck, I forgot about <clears> Eck. <John-Eck. throat> is it fair to say that he plays his Zen as if Zen's damage, not support. Like we were commenting in, in uh, the official discord how, and as well in the ready set phone discord, how John XO cheat code. He's the guy that helped me get through the original Contra and helped me beat battle <laughs> without breaking a sweat. Like that guy is unreal. He hits every shot he throws. Like I think his headshots were like in the high seventies, high eighties. Yes, yeah, so if you go through like
2: statistics, he's first out of all the um, you know supports by a mile. But it's kind of unfair to say that he plays him like a DPS because if you'll see his stats, he's healing as much as he's damaging. Uh, that doesn't mean that it, doesn't mean that he damages uh, a small amount, but he also does healing. That's why he's like the the MVP is the best. He's Jonak, right? There's no other way around it.
0: And, and we did see Sombra play. We actually saw a fair amount. And I think Sombra play is in response to the fact that with goats, there's all the shielding. So having a Sombra pauper EMP brings that down It allows you to swing. In fact, you could argue that the reason Titans got uh, 100 owed on the Sanctuary uh, round of Busan was due to the fact they couldn't deal with the, the Sombra. Like that was what was difficult for them to to ultimately find a way around they went every which direction on that map and they just couldn't get away from either a hack or an mp
1: yeah and like i mentioned earlier earlier in the show it, it was really a, a show of main tanks i know we spent a lot of our our initial power rankings and our previews talking about the dps but i think we we're all just trying to dodge the reality that we're in the land of the goats um and and like i said whoever had the better ryan whoever had the better winston basically won all the matches um and so we already saw some some real like like i think you mentioned fusions right like he was amazing in that game versus uh and mm-hmm. um so much that that joe neck was giving him props after the game right like and that that's what made it a match and and i guess boston was one of the minor surprises for myself personally just like they keep doing this like we keep putting them down low on the power rankings right. or or the previews and they just keep showing up and and won't go won't go down or yeah won't go down without a fight um they took a map off of yeah. uh, NYXL. And... So did the justice, though, and you know, <laughs> 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 kind of fell asleep there. That was that was definitely one of the points. But I think I think they're like I was watching the Soul game pretty pretty closely. Admit just because I really really wanted to be right, and the Soul was Soul was Soul Soul looked good and Soul looked terrible. Um, I think I think Dallas fans feel the same way. Dallas looked good and Dallas was terrible. And that's, that's the thing with these two teams is they're, they continue to just be super frustrating, but I don't think anybody was more frustrated than outlaw fans. Um, <laughs> like, man, you guys got some issues <laughs> and it's not that the talent isn't there. Cause like when the talent's not there, it's fine. It's like, okay, we're going to learn from this. We're not a very good team right now, but they, they showed that they should be winning these games and they just can't close out. And that's just super, super annoying.
2: Yeah, I, I don't see why the coaching staff is so adamant about putting out that same uh, starting lineup. They should give uh, Bonnie a little bit of a chance there. I, I saw like a lot of bad plays out of raucous. Uh Jake was actually pr- playing pretty well. A lot of their better maps were when Jake was in. Um, and I know this guy's a meme and Twitch chat is going nuts whenever they see him, but I, I feel like uh, they need some leadership uh, there. They kind of need the... It's very similar to what Dallas had in Seagull. They need somebody to calm them down because they have a lot of nerves, and once things don't go their way, they kind of collapse. Uh, yeah,
1: Jake's super weird. I, I actually like Jake a lot. I think he's a good spokesperson for the game, but I don't know why he has so many haters.
0: <laughs> the uh, Lynxer snipes, just to talk a little bit about Houston. If the meta shifts where DPS is much more present... I think Houston's got a lot going for it. Like, the it, hell, he sniped a Tracer as she was, I don't know, was she slept midair or um, she was coming back on recall. I can't remember. Like, he was just popping heads left, right, and center. But, again, as far as the, the team's concerned, uh, you brought up Ruckus. I think Ruckus was feeding, if anything. He, he was playing like I play. where you go and get the other team alt charged like that, that, that was happening in, in, in at least the, the first, first match. I didn't get to see them uh, in their second Um, meta. Obviously goats was it. We got to sleep through day one, day two things sort of started to pick up a little bit. We saw on uh, day four, some interesting and aggressive goats play where uh, you could genuinely say it was exciting but one of the things that we also saw was that the teams from China weren't afraid to really mix it up. D- is China going to drive a new meta just because they're willing to play a much more balanced style of uh, le- uh, rollout or the fact that they will go with more DPS? I get that it's still situational depending on the map and, and uh, whether it's an assault, an escort, what have you. But is that just an aberration where it's just going to happen from time to time or do we think that they're doing enough to have other teams take notice i hope it's an evolution it's a step in the right direction because the problem with goats
2: is that it's the de facto best um, meta right now and there is some variance in in some of the games on the maps but when the chinese teams go for that weird dps setup is it's, it's nice when you have both teams kind of agree to that silently and they don't switch off to, you know, Brig and going the regular 3-and-3. Three three. But once you face a good GOATS team, I don't see how you can win the game. You cannot. But when you have, like, Chengdu playing, uh, was it Guangzhou Charge, and both teams are kind of like, okay, we're, we're not going to play GOATS. Is that cool? So the other team kind of inadvertently says it's cool, and they also roll out that weird comp, so we'll have an entertaining game. But if they go up against Boston or if they go against uh, Paris or or even like the Titans, like we saw that, that, that thing's not, that's not going to fly.
1: Yeah. And I I do see a lot, not just Chinese teams, but a lot of the Asian teams, I guess Vancouver included, like they do want to try things. Um, I, I feel like there's some innate sense where their fans just like us, like they don't want to keep playing goats versus goats. Yeah, it's they they want to have not, fun, right? It's not fun, right? Yeah. And like, obviously they want to win. So at the end of the day, they're going to go back to goats, but, but we do see them trying things like, like you've mentioned the four DPS, the, the Hammond play. Um, and, and one thing you mentioned Lightforce uh, about, about, uh, sniping, I know I, we've been making fun of them most of this time, but like Shanghai dragons have got a player in diem, man like oh, yeah. that guy can shoot Whew. um and when 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 you know the meta changes and shifts it like the dragons are going to be just fine um yeah. <laughs> i know i know we we're, we're making fun of them this whole basically this whole episode but like they they're going to be fine like Gamsu's fine um and they have some serious sniping power in dm so so props to them for for putting in a match And like i said it was it was a lot closer than the 40 like like it was the Vancouver Vancouver Shanghai game was a lot closer than the the NYXL versus Justice game, which was 3 1. Um, that that game was a sleeper.
2: Yeah, the, the matter is going to shift eventually, and a lot of the familiar faces from season one will uh, come back, like Sabi Olby. We'll uh, we're going to see Pine, but up, up until that point, Uh, goats is the best meta and that's what teams will do there will be a a shift in the power rankings or or the standings maybe that's the proper uh, term here where uh, teams like london will probably rise and teams like boston will probably fall and only the teams that can play that are more meta flexible or more adaptable will survive and still be winning
0: there you go doubting boston again The the thing that I want to u- explain about GOATS, and again, this is for the traditional sports fan who's tuning in who might be new to Overwatch League or sports, um, I would equate GOATS as a meta to the uh, trap style of hockey we saw, the New Jersey Devils uh, in the uh, early part of the uh, the Millennium rollout, where it was effective hockey but it was systems based essentially everything was about a, a player's position not so much their skill and it really sucked the excitement out of the sport it's
1: college basketball versus the
0: NBA yeah it's it's just so difficult to to go and watch because it's just again boring for lack of a better description um quickly though looking at week two any predictions? Uh, let's see. 40, obviously for Vancouver
2: Titans. Uh in both games. No, <laughs> to be serious. Uh what do you have uh, coming up next week? Do you guys want to do that first or uh, should I start with?
1: Well, that? I think London's going to get their first win against Washington.
2: Yeah, that's our first game. That's that's,
1: that's the gimme, right? What happens if, if they, they don't?
2: Oh my god. If it happens, Fire everybody. There's going to be some drama. Trade them all. Yep. Uh next game Philly versus Florida. Oh, my God. That's that's totally a Philly game. Nothing to talk about there, I believe, right? Nope. Uh, charge versus Dallas.
0: Hmm.
1: Let's take the charge.
0: Yeah, I would take the charge myself. I'll go I don't Dallas. I do ever want
1: to take Dallas, not because they're bad. It just, it just, it just frustrates me to no end.
2: I'll go Dallas. I think a team like the Charge is the perfect opportunity for Dallas to uh, see whether they are the real thing or they're just a bad team, like a lot of us thought. Coming out from their first match, I think, I think it's Dallas's game. Uh, Seoul versus Chengdu. I'm taking. And just Chengdu. to be clear, we're gonna go back to this recording later after the games are done, uh, and then gonna... make fun of each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. <laughs> Seoul versus Chengdu. Did you say Chengdu there? Yeah, I'm taking Chengdu. Oh man! Wow. Oh why could you, could you elaborate why you think they <laughs> might win this?
0: Um, I'm only taking them because I want to foresee them as the underdog going in, but ultimately I believe us included have not maybe given them the credit that they deserve.
2: Mm. So you're, you're basically, that's a
0: pick done by the heart and not by the brains. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you figured this out yet? There's absolutely no science behind any of my picks.
1: And I'm the complete opposite because I'm on record saying Seoul is going to be second in the league, right? Yeah. So there's no way I can take Chengdu. Although I will say, please get Munchkin out of there, man. Oh. Uh, like, like, let's just just swap him off, man. He wasn't good last year. He's not good this year. He, it's not, it's not that he's like a game changer, but but he's having no positive effect. Meanwhile, you have Zumba just hanging out, playing playing tic tac toe with the other boys in the back. Yeah, just like just. There's there's no reason for it. Like and, and Seoul was one of those teams that refused to sub. Um there were there were a few teams like this, but Seoul was definitely one of them where they just stuck with the, the same thing over and over and over again. Um and I and I think I think Flood has taken a little bit step back in terms of his role this year, um, kind of letting Fisher take the charge. And part of that is due, due to the GOATs, but but he got outplayed by AKM big time on the Zarya. Right. Um, and that was a huge part of why why they lost. Yeah,
2: I, I see Soul taking a match. I also predict that we're not going to be seeing a lot of goats in this game. So if you want to like to see, watch a, an exciting match, that'll be a one to look out for, I think. Right. Then we go to Friday at Atlanta versus Toronto, two expansion teams that we're doing pretty well so far. What do you guys
0: think? So I, I, I want to take Toronto, but I think Atlanta wins it. I think this will be an exciting game to watch. Do we have Ilias here? Oh, no Ilias, but but there is uh, Numbani. We might see Torb there. Oh. <laughs> we can see Torb on any map. Torb OP, please, Nerf. Uh, wow, it's going to be a close match. Honestly, I think Atlanta will
2: take it 3-2. I am super impressed with Atlanta. Their game against um, Philly was pretty impressed. You could see... The Philly players, when once the game was done, they were happy that this was over. They were pushed to their limits.
0: I'm taking Atlanta here. Sam's still thinking.
1: I, oh, I don't. Oh, I didn't know we were doing this every game. I think Atlanta takes it by far. Uh, I wasn't entirely impressed with uh, Toronto. Um, the only thing more unimpressive than them was Houston. Which they beat, so I mean, like, props to them for beating them, but I don't think it was like they had some mistakes that maybe, maybe they'll clean up over over time, but but I think Atlanta is is by far the superior team at least on paper right now.
0: The uh, looking at uh, the matches on the weekend, um, Excelsior Valiant, I'm going to mm-hmm. take uh, I'm going to take Excelsior there. Uh, Boston yep. Shanghai, I. <laughs> do you dare doubt Boston again? <laughs> uh, I, this is, there's, I I think prior, prior to what we saw in week one, I would have said that was going to be Shanghai's first win. And I, I still want to say, like, I, I don't know. Mm. Man, if they didn't have fusions, maybe. Yeah. And I, that's, that was the differentiator for me. Like seeing Boston, um, you know, saying Gansu and then like, Oh my God, what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then, the note was really good too. You know, yeah. Ga- Gamsu could be like Pistol <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Um, that that
1: one I think is the most interesting match. If if we're gonna flip flop, I think I think like there was the games last time that were tight, like the the Houston and uh, Toronto game, like we were talking about, that were three mm-hmm. two. But I, I was just kind of looking at my watch, saying when is this gonna be over? I think this one is actually gonna be interesting, where where it's gonna be a close game where you want to tune in. So if you want to like, I know everybody's not gonna watch what what are the twenty different matches, like that could be one non Vancouver game I'd recommend watching because I think DM's a lot of fun. I think Fusion's a lot of fun um and and you know if if you have no skin in the game that's just this is a fun game to watch i'm taking boston here uh screw it let's go shanghai
0: there we go one more time brave soul two one (laughs) one. um here i'm just gonna look at the rest of the the weekend here uh well we know the titans are gonna beat the charge and the shock that's given um can we talk gladiators
2: versus per- Paris? I think it's gonna be a close game.
0: I, I'm gonna, gonna give gonna it to Paris. Game. Paris surprised wow. me, but I, I I I feel Paris takes that one.
1: Hmm. That's uh that's a toss up for me. I'm gonna pass. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> we we keeping we keeping uh we keeping score here? Probably, right? Well no, it's just
0: we're yeah, randomly I'm jumping just playing at, around. At the schedule, but right?
1: but uh, let's, let's go Paris.
0: Yeah. And I, I'm um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. So
2: I'll go Paris too.
0: Yeah. Paris, Paris, Ooh. Paris. Um, looking at the you know rest of the weekend, the only other thing that I think, uh, uh, is needing to be determined. They've only given 90 minutes between matches, uh, over under, are they ever going to get to 90 minutes or is it going to always be the good monies on the over? Because if you think about the gameplay that we saw for week one, It was, like, on average, two hours plus every match. Like, I remember, I think it was, what, Friday night? It's, like, 11 o'clock Pacific. The casters are tired. You can hear it in their voices. Like, I'm (laughs) like, I don't know why I'm still watching this, man. Like, what's going on?
2: Not going to happen. Even when Atlanta rolled uh, Florida Mayhem and it went over time because you have 2CP that went on forever in Volskaya, I believe. So I
0: can't see it going uh, ever ever below that time. I I think they'll have to change the schedule at some point. And whether that means an earlier start or a much later end, and I I don't know how they, they push it any faster short of the breaks being condensed where players are being, you know, subbed in and out. Like, I don't know what the solution is. They're, They're already pretty fast. Like I'm,
1: I'm pretty impressed by the, the swaps. Um, but but the way I see it, the Titans really have two jobs every weekend. First, they have to win the games, and second, got to play catch-up um, to all the other games that go long so everybody can go to bed on time. Um, <laughs> so that means more 4 O's, no holds, um, <laughs> full stops, full holds. Um, that's, that's on bumper shoulders, and I mean, hey, you, you said you're the best, so
0: show it. Let us go to sleep on time. And the final thing to talk about, in the fray before we look to wrap things up is the fact that the Toronto Defiant announced over on the 14th, that they were going to have an Academy team based in Montreal, being Montreal, Quebec here in Canada. And uh, today their, their roster was announced. Now, first of all, let's talk about the fact that the Toronto Defiant have an Academy team based in Montreal. That begs a question. One, when will we see the Vancouver Titans get an academy team announced? And two, where might that academy team be? Hmm. I like the
2: fact that it went with a Canadian location here. Have you guys seen the logo? It looks amazing. I love it.
0: Well, Montreal I- Rip- Rebellion.
1: Actually,
0: I haven't seen it. It, it. They had a reveal video. Like, again, I, I hate to harp on this because the Toronto <laughs> defiant and overactive media are doing such a great job <laughs> yeah. at the content they're pushing out and how they're able to really effectively engage. Like, I've said this again, and I'll say it in this episode. They have replied to tweets of mine and they have engaged me on Twitter. The CEO a- follows yeah. me. <laughs> And I'm <laughs> like, they follow ready set phone. I have an easier means to go and reach out to them. than I do the team that I love and support. Like I, it's just blows my mind. Anyhow. Yeah. Montreal <laughs> rebellion. I think they look slick. Why is it always like a uh,
2: anarchy theme? When you're going to the East coast, you have uh, a Boston uprising, Toronto define Montreal rebellion.
1: They know <laughs> their, they know their uh, rebellions. They like, just
2: want us to see from the union.
1: Yeah. Like that. That's, <laughs> I, I mean, like, going back in history that's why you have new york new england that's pretty you know true. and then uh I don't want to do this history lesson here, but if you went to school here, shout out to like Eastern Canada, Western Canada, which was still in the East.
0: Oh, the Um, upper Canada, lower Canada, upper Canada. Yeah, exactly. I I spoke there. Upper Canada was the English speaking area. What we would now know as uh, Ontario and lower Canada was the French speaking area, which we now know as Quebec and the upper and lower defined by the St. Lawrence river. (laughs) You have now learned about Canada
1: that's all you need to know and and here's the tips for for your english test or your history test kids um but i think this is the first time i've seen montreal and toronto work together mm, that's that's always interesting because they're always tooth and nail about everything
0: well heck yeah, in hockey those two teams hate each other fans hate <laughs> no, each other
1: the fan like it's it's, it's ridiculous so i think that's kind of cool i think um some of the roster review the what the names i recognize anywhere nami logics uh naga i don't i don't have the full list in front of me but but it's yeah. it's a step in the right direction right
2: they have a canadian as well in chain uh yeah logics is a great talent goliath they're practically overwatch league uh ta- level talent players some of these guys are i think they're going to do great good step in a right direction we'll see if uh vancouver gets an academy team i guess, i guess they
0: will where it'll be located I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I would think it's the Pacific Northwest. And I think if the Titans were smart, they'd try to have that team in like Seattle or Portland to really force that that connection. I, I, again, I'm not trying to, to throw shade at a, at a Canadian city. It just, to me, that from a business perspective makes a lot of sense. No, uh, the Calgary Stampede or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well again it, it would work it's just I think you look at the Vancouver Titans and the fact that they essentially own the piece of pie that is the Pacific Northwest right that you want to really have those fans embrace your brand and in doing so having a team in Seattle or Portland helps do that because there were people who when Vancouver got that team and it was shared that it's the Pacific Northwest that were upset in Seattle. Wait a minute. What about us? Because yeah. I presume that's where that uh, that team was going to go. We shall see where their uh, loyalties lie. If it's Cascadia or Canada, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Seattle makes a lot of sense. The only thing I would think is if in season three, if they do expand more, and this is a major if, like I, I don't know that for a fact or anything like that, that Seattle would be one of the places they might look at. So in that scenario would you do like Seattle contenders for a year and then like move it somewhere else or, but these are, these are all like, they're not huge problems. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if we'll have as big an, as an expansion
2: as we had this year, but the goal stated by Nan- Nanzer, they they are looking at, the, at a league that has
0: 30 teams. I think that's a lot of teams. Yep. I'd just be happy if they can get us to season three right now. <laughs>
1: when we're when we're the defending champions.
0: Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um as we are wrap this episode up, I have made it very very clear that if you give our podcast a review, I will read that review verbatim. Now, a qualifier here. I I search for the reviews, but sometimes I may overlook them. If you have shared a review about the Ready, Set, Poem podcast and I have not read it, let us know. Ping us on social through Facebook, through Twitter, by email, through the contact us page. Let us know. Say, hey, here's where it is. I will read it. It doesn't matter if it's a good review or bad review. Uh, All reviews are read. Now. The first review, and we got three between uh, this episode and the one previous. The first one, very informative and polite, uh, five out of five stars. This was from Cool Guy. It's these guys are the best place for everything Titans. The hosts are very polite and friendly over on the Discord server, and are always open to chat and discuss with the community. Also, if this gets read, Nerf Brigida.
2: That's not a very polite thing to
0: say. Well, sorry, sorry, Brigida uh, Mains. <laughs> <laughs> it did get read and I did read it verbatim. This second review, these guys are cool. Five out of five stars from J Rock 210. It's these guys are cool, as the title, but the actual review is, but Timber Flynn was awesome on the show. Signed Timber Flynn. No, I'm pretty sure that was Timber. <laughs> J Rock 210. It doesn't say Timber Flynn. <laughs> That's his mom probably. And and then the third review is RSP loves their listeners 5 out of 5 stars from 5am or 5am Sam correct me if I didn't say your pseudonym uh, correctly. I don't know who this person is. But it is can't get over how handsome the co-hosts are. <laughs> Only thing better than their chemistry are the Vancouver Titans themselves. Also, RSP host Lightforce promised to read all reviews verbatim. I wear pink shorts and love basketball. Boom. Man, that's what I'm gonna lead this podcast in it with is that line, and people are gonna be What? <laughs> but again Thank you for those three reviews. We will read them verbatim. Five out of five stars, one out of five stars. You write it, we'll read it. The only thing that will change is if the language you use is inappropriate or you make derogatory statements because just like the Overwatch game itself, when you say GG easy, we read it as mommy says I need to go to bed. We are the politest (laughs) podcast out there. We are. I don't know of any other podcast that's polite. Okay. Another Canadian history lesson. (laughs) <laughs> Canadians are often referred to as extremely polite I would actually qualify that we're extremely nice but I wouldn't necessarily agree that we're always polite because there are times when a Canadians being polite to you but really they're throwing shade and you don't know it's a nice na- national secret be quiet with that oh, one sorry mm-hmm. my bad my bad but uh, gentlemen as we wrap up this episode uh, any final thoughts words of wisdom the secret to how to play torb professionally uh omni why don't you uh share those thoughts with us uh i don't know just watch the
2: fran the dude is totally out there and uh he knows how to do it uh just one more thing before i finish i want to give a shout out to our boy Salmonsu who leading the league in a limbs for 10 minutes at 26.64
0: dropping the stats
1: nice I think for me, my big tip for all new listeners and old listeners and new Titans fans is, and this is a huge tip: get your chicken nuggets before the game starts. Because once the game starts, you're not going to be able to have enough time to step out. Like don't don't be mistaken that halftime is a trick. It's only five minutes or ten minutes long. It's not enough time for your chicken nuggets. So you got to get your chicken nuggets early, enjoy it, and then and then you know get some fries with that too.
0: You know what? Had you not told me that that uh, situation with chicken nuggets there, I would have missed gameplay cause I'd have stepped out. I would have thought I had time.
1: It's important. We're here. We're here to educate.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Could, could you please repeat that? I'm trying to write it down. TLDR, get chicken nuggets before the game oh. starts. Otherwise you'll miss the gameplay cause halftime, not long enough. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, as for myself again, thank you for tuning in. You've made it a long way with us. This was episode 12 We've got a dozen in the can. We are everywhere. You're going to find us through social. You're going to find us on Discord, the Ready Set Pwn Discord, the official Discord. We are on Twitter, Facebook at readysetpone.com. Heck, you can even follow us in mainstream media. Uh, I was over the course of the week in on CKNW. I was on the uh, Global BC website as well as in Business in Vancouver as a quote unquote e-sports expert, which I think will be an entire podcast on its own when we get into the world of e-sports, because boy, oh boy, do people get triggered when they don't feel e-sports is sports. But on behalf of <laughs> Omni at uh, Omni Strife, Sam and another Sam Chan, myself, Chris at Lightforce, thank you for tuning in to the Ready, Set, Pwn podcast, because these two words are the last you're going to hear. Hatch rays.